Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion with today's top business executives on management and leadership topics to help busy managers. In the studio is Ron Kripe, Tom Meyer, and Jim Dixon of Equus Consulting, and I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. Joining us on the phone from Unum is Kim Gibson, Program Director for Talent Strategies, and Mary Atwood, HR Program Manager. So let's uh, let's pick up where we left off. Um, Mary, I'm going to uh, tee this one up to you. Uh, Launch was designed as an in-person experience, for those of you listening. Uh, and what we found, thankfully, is the popularity of that program has not at all diminished as a virtual experience, which I think we were all a little bit nervous about because we were mid-stride and hugely successful when we had to pivot. And uh, thank God the universe threw Mary into the mix because she had a lot of the technical skill needed for us to pivot over to, to a virtual environment. So from your perspective of having been involved in that work, um, what do you think keeps this program really valuable, regardless of whether we do it in person uh, or virtual? And I'll also mention we're going back to in person at the end of the year. So, you know, we're, we're we are switching on a dime. Well, and, and thank you for your kind words. And we're going to, I believe, continue to offer both a virtual experience and an in-person experience moving forward. So the effectiveness of of the workshop is really founded in the content and the design of the interactions of the individual with the tools and the exercises and with one another. And they're really quintessential. Um, They're the kind of growth and introspection that can be effective really no matter where you consume that kind of experience. Um, So kudos to you and to Kim for the design right from the Mm -hmm. get-go. Without that, I'm not sure it would have had the the transition uh, staying power that it has had. I would add that um, part of what keeps it valuable regardless of the platform is that by going virtual, we were able to build in interactions among the participants that are different than um, perhaps when they're face to face, I would say not better or worse, just different different. because just different because we bring people together from very disparate backgrounds. Um, Another advantage that keeps it valuable being virtual is that we reach, we have the potential to reach our entire population. Whereas when we're in person, you have to either be physically located where the workshop is being offered or you have to have the ability to travel and pay for you know, the expenses to, to get there and to stay uh, with lodging and so forth. So while I, you know, as training, learning and development professionals, there is so much value to be had in a face-to-face experience. And I believe we all know that there's, there's sure. something mm-hmm. about the energy uh, that comes out of an in-person interaction. So my comments don't take away from the value of that in any way. However, the virtual offering means that the person sitting in our Houston sales office 
can join us. Sure. Whereas before that person was ineligible because they couldn't travel to where the workshop was being offered and or, you know, the the physical capacity was such that um, there wasn't room available. So I believe that it's that the content itself provides the overarching capital V value and we see real advantages to having an in-person delivery and real advantages to having a virtual delivery and it satisfies different needs within the within the organization and what we're trying to accomplish in terms of retention and career satisfaction i i love that and the aha that i've just had the value of the program extends past the program because we've really done a, a good job of upskilling and supporting the manager-employee conversation. So even after launch is over, regardless of the platform, if I can come out of that and have a more effective PX conversation with my manager, that's a complete value add. And I, you know, that manager is available to me day in and day out. The other thing that I, that I heard, Mary, and I really appreciate it, you know, so many times, um, you know, a line manager looks at the value and, you know, the, the on-site experience, you know, if, if I can't go to the on-site experience, so it's almost a all or nothing. Mm. You either go or you, you, you don't go. And what you've done is you've added another option that is still value-added. Okay, granted, it's not the rich experience that you get in person, but it's, but it, in some it, ways it is, still, but it's, well, it's still valuable. <laughs> yeah. There is a, a good value there. So you don't have, you know, it's not that all or nothing. It's yeah, there's, there is, there is another option there. I am the most skeptical and cautious person in the world around virtual experiences. And this one has blown me away. Were I mean, we all a year ago? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's well, been... that's what I was going to add is that, um, you know, uh, before COVID, we were already trying to figure out how do we reach our remote population because yeah. while we have three um, large formal home office um, locations, we do have a great population that do work out in the rest of the country that we sure, were not sure. able to get this wonderful program to. So that was always in the back of our head, and COVID really just made us – speed up the process to get it to them faster. So, um, you know, it, it took us into the future before we knew we needed to do that. <laughs> but fortunately, we were able to, to pull that off, like Mary said, with just a few tweaks to maybe some of the activities to keep their engagement. And, um, and we broke down the days a little bit differently so that we could uh, keep their attention span. But that's really all. We kept the content pretty similar the same. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. So it, as we close out at least this opportunity for, for all of us to be together, um, one of the questions that, that I, I absolutely want to get to is, you know, we, we're all in this work because we're passionate about it and we love it. And, um, it, it is a mission and a calling as much as it is a career. Mary and Kim, what's been the most rewarding part of helping employees manage their careers for you both? 
Kim, you want to go first? Sure. Thank you. Um, it, it really is hard to just narrow down one thing, but um, I mean, we, we are seeing measurements, you know, from a data and analytics perspective grow. Our engagement scores are increasing. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing the right measurements that this is taking off and this is doing good work, but there's nothing like when we hear from participants that their heart is just where just fulfilled with this excitement of I actually feel like I know my trajectory and that I can um, you know have the career that I want here at Unum and um, just hearing the excitement and the passion and the people that are getting unstuck from where they feel like they are and um, th that just is worth everything to me. Absolutely. I'll I'll echo what you say, Kim, and it's so satisfying. That is just so satisfying and so energizing to me to hear that feedback over and over again. And I would add that to a person, when we do our follow-up, uh, we do a one-on-one -on -one follow up with each participant after the um, actual workshop is over, to a person, they have clarity about what they want to do next. Maybe not the next job per se, but they have clarity around how these tools, these reflections, these exercises um, have led them to their own realizations about what's next for me. Like mm -hmm. what networking connection do I wanna make? What new skill do I wanna learn? Um, and that is so satisfying because they, they may have come to us with that you know, that real uncertainty. I mean, why does somebody join up for a career development workshop if not to develop their career <laughs> and, and needing direction around how to do that? Right. And they leave with that direction. And that is so immensely satisfying to me. And then to be on the sideline and cheer them on and to also offer ourselves up as resources after the workshop is, is long completed um, to, for, for the employee population to know that Unum continues to invest in their development and that we're available, their managers are available, uh, and we're all here to help assist them walk down that path that they've now identified for themselves. And I, I think, actually, I, I kind of dovetail on that. I think, Mary, you brought it up before that I really wanted to comment on, and that was the zigzag approach that could be someone's career development. I think it is important for us to maybe state the obvious and that is I was so I'm so pleased at the innovation of this program that Kim, you and Mary and Tom have actually developed because Unum actually is using the terminology correctly. Career development. I'm I'm old enough to realize that when I was in corporate America they called it career pathing. Well, that gave you the impression that Wherever you started the path, that's where you're going to end up. Like if you started up in, in underwriting, you're going to stay in underwriting. <laughs> well, you know, career development means that your career may take a little bit of a zigzag approach. Like you said, Mary, uh, I may move over to marketing or I may move over to claims or I may move over to another area as long as it fits my skill set or my competency. That's why I'm really, really pleased with the innovation of this program. Well, and, and I'll answer a bit of my own question here. Um, my, my whole career has been uh, devoted to helping managers become more effective. 
uh, because I realized early on that, you know, if, if we could make managers more effective, we can make the uh, quality of life for employees more effective. And uh, I love that the most rewarding piece of this process for me has been when the light bulb goes on for a manager that they're out from under the mantle of feeling like they have to manage their employees' careers. You know, it, when, when a manager realizes that they can relax into allowing an employee to manage their own career and just be there, Mary, you put it beautifully, in the passenger seat rather than the driver's seat, it's such a weight lifted because now you can focus on the things you need to focus on as a manager and just unleash the talent of your staff by giving them the right resources and opportunities. So that has always been tremendously uh, rewarding for me to watch as we go through, um, in some cases, well, more specifically the management sessions. So finally, as we wrap this up, what advice do you have for any leader that's weighing the pros and cons of providing internal career development for their employees? The folks that are sitting out there thinking, wow, this sounds you know like a really good program. Maybe I should consider this. What advice would you give them? Kim, we'll start with you. Okay. Well, I mean, there's there's a ton of advice, but I think if I can narrow it down to one, I think we get caught up in the day to day. We're we're here from a business perspective. That's the bottom line. But um, when we start thinking about, you know, performance and results being first and we put people last, um, we we start going away and away and away from what our employees need out of the formula and it is a partnership mm -hmm. and um you know the research shows time and time again the more your employee is motivated they're going to be engaged in the work that they do and engagement leads to performance so if you can just flip that formula around the other way and and invest your time in your employees engagement i.e. their career management, then the performance is going to come because they're going to be so motivated to do a good job and to thrive, and they're going to be excited about what work they're actually doing, that that's just going to come naturally. And so think of it as an investment versus an extra thing I have to do. I love that. Mary, what would you weigh in with? I would add to what Kim said, and this may be self-evident, but I'll say it out loud anyway, and that is that as performance increases because engagement has increased, uh, then retention increases. Yes. So if I'm an HR um, director or, or a leader in an organization trying to decide whether this is worth it or not, there's a very practical ROI that goes along with this approach, which is that if I have high turnover, high attrition, of people coming in and I've trained them and I've invested all of this time and they leave after six months or they leave after a year and a half, um, replacing them is so expensive. Mm -hmm. But if I can give them at those pivotal moments, their self-defined understanding of how I can grow by staying here, then I'm going to retain them and reduce my expenses while increasing performance. And I think that's a very practical reason to want to do this work well it's not it's not only practical it's relevant because we're all reading articles as people move back to a traditional office environment about companies that are struggling with retention just a, an offshoot of covid mm -hmm. 
So if we can really help people understand how and why they want to stay where they are and develop their careers where they are, everybody wins. To win, everybody. win, win. Win, win, win. Employees, employer, employees, families, customers, everybody wins. Thank you, Kim and Mary, for sharing your experience and expertise. And to all of our listeners, please join in the conversation by leaving your comments at www.equisconsulting.com. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.